Good evening, hockey fans, or good morning or afternoon, whenever you're listening. <laughs> um, welcome back to another episode in what has again been another pretty eventful week in uh, clan land. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree with you there. It's been pretty wild. I think when we started this podcast, it was meant to be like a wee five minute blurb about the match we went to and... The past three weeks have been pretty drama-filled. In this episode, we're going to look at the sponsors suspending their sponsorship, Neil Black's further statement, the new bidders, some resignations, and then into the match we saw at the weekend, and then we'll have a wee look look forward. But yeah, we've got a lot to cover, I think, before we get into it. I think from both of us, we want to say a thank you to everyone who's uh, checked out our little wee podcast. Yes. Uh-huh. And I'm also happy to report that this week I don't have a cold, so there'll be no sniffles and sneezes. So, yeah. So, yeah. so we appreciate um, all the kind of love, critiques, whatever. Yeah. We appreciate this is a total work in progress, and we're learning the ropes for this podcast game. Yeah. So thanks very much. But enough of the thanking. We'll just crack <laughs> into it. Um, so yeah. If you remember last week we were talking about, we were out for lunch, Neil Black had done a statement and those kind of things. So to kind of follow on from there, where we pick up is, I think the sponsors started to, what should we say, suspend their sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the main one was obviously the title sponsor, Asbury, Asbury Glasgow West, on Thursday last week. Yeah, well I think before, that came out kind of early evening I think on Thursday and from what I can remember... A few hours before, I think. I don't know. Is it pro- proxi- proximity? Proximal? Proximity three. Um, proximal three. Uh huh. I think a couple of hours before they'd maybe put something out and deleted it, or I can't remember. There was somebody that put a statement out and deleted it, which was a bit odd. But I, I think obviously it was like kind of a coordinated between all the sponsors that they were going to kind of put this statement out following Asprey as the kind of main title sponsor statement. So yeah, I think like we've said, Asprey kind of put their statement out and then that was followed by others kind of later on in the evening, Paisley Auto Care, Whitewall Works. So I think that was probably quite alarming for folk because I think the, yeah, there'd be kind of worries with losing Asprey that there's kind of a real risk of the, the club, I suppose, going under, I guess. Yeah, I think for me... It, when you first hear of like I think it was like six plus sponsors all kind of suspending is the key word there. Mm-hmm. But I think when you first hear about that you go, Oof, I don't know if the club's gonna survive. Thankfully it was suspending and a lot of the statements were kinda of worded in a way that kind of did suggest that we're gonna leave the club high and dry. Yeah, I think a lot of the statements basically kind of said that unless there was kind of action there hadn't been any action so far or kind of the lack of response from Neil Black and engagement with them directly was disappointing Um, and if there wasn't anything to kind of rectify that then they would be kind of pulling their sponsorship so yeah like you said it was just a kind of suspension with almost like a a call to action I suppose. Yeah so I think we saw that one of of the sponsors had made a bit of a statement that basically said they'd tried to reach out to Neil Black and Mm -hmm. Neil Black hadn't got back to them which was I guess a bit of a red flag if I was a sponsor that you're trying your best to contact them for some sort of communication yeah. which I guess if we make a big buzzword here about communication um, <laughs> maybe hasn't been the clan's forte at the moment mm-hmm. so that was one of the big issues they had was the communication or lack thereof Yeah. so that then obviously pr- 
prompted Neil Black to release a further statement, which was a bit more detailed and probably maybe this version of the statement he maybe should have put out at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it was a bit more apologetic. Kind of stated what we already knew. He couldn't say much because of the legalities and then promised to speak to the sponsors. But I think, drum roll, I think the big ticket item that came out of that was the club's up for sale. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it, I think he was either up for sale or some sort of hybrid ownership was I think what he was touting. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of a, oh, don't know how this is going to go, which, yeah, we'll come on to them in a wee bit. But that kind of led almost immediately to the sponsors kind of basically saying another call to action of like let's get behind the team while we seek a new ownership structure and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so that's kind of where we got to again the Gath Chalmers part from last week that we discussed where he's no longer part of the clan it's still not really been clarified what his role actually is has he been fully removed is he still part of the clan arena and all this kind of stuff I guess that'll find its way out in the wash yeah. over the over the next wee while so we move on to the new bidders. So, to my knowledge, there's only one public bid, and that's from John Strange of Asprey, who you've probably seen in a lot of videos, either like kind of promoting his business or wee bits for the sponsorship for the clan. And then Phil Riley from Consult Lift Services. Now, on face value, it seems like John's maybe been the face of the this current bid, mm-hmm. and they're using the hashtag back the bid as a kind of a rally cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like they're getting a fair bit of backing. And from what I've seen, they seem fairly reasonable. I've, I've been fairly impressed by the, the interviews that we've seen. Yep. Um, so yeah, um, I think we've seen a few endorsements on Twitter from different business folk. So there's like a new Twitter account that they've created just specifically for this kind of takeover bid. Glasgow Clan Limited? Yeah. We can we can insert a link to the actual handle in the, in the, uh, the notes, but um, yeah, I think I'd seen it be retweeted by one of the um, co-hosts of the Heart and Hand podcast, which is just a Rangers podcast. <laughs> Not looking to cause any controversy, but um, yeah, and I thought that was kind of like a glowing endorsement of kind of um, is it Phil Riley from Consult Lift Services, basically saying like he's so passionate about the club. So yeah, that's obviously people you're kind of like want to be investing in the team, and like you said from uh, the videos that we've seen online from John. St- Drange from Asprey West. I think we both watched a video that he did with Craig Anderson a couple of months ago, maybe. Yeah. And I kind of like the cut of his job, to be honest. It seems like Asprey do a lot for the local community, and I think that's something that the clan have probably been missing over, kind of, at least since we've been following them. It seems they've really kind of went down this kind of commercial route and maybe kind of, I don't know, not, not been in kind of involved in the kind of community outreach. Yeah. aspect as much so yeah it, it would probably be good to see that kind of um, start up again if, if they are successful but yeah it'll be interesting to see what what happens obviously these are two kind of businessmen but what kind of hockey hockey knowledge do, do they have I mean I'm assuming they've, if it sounds like they're going to have like a is it consortium is that the, the word I think so you know, maybe they've got other people, other kind of investors that are more from kind of like a hockey or sports background. Who knows? 
but definitely, definitely interested to see where, where it goes. Yeah, I, for me, I think it's going to be quite an interesting time. I think, as I mentioned earlier, there was a, there's a moment that crossed my mind where I went, have we just dropped nearly a grand in season tickets <laughs> and we don't have a club? <laughs> to then almost, and I think all of us were in a position where I think most fans were going, where do we get ourselves out of this rut that we're in? And there's almost a bit of a glimmer of hope from all this kind of like not really great PR, not really great business decisions from the clan that hopefully, fingers crossed, it might actually provide a platform for the next kind of evolution of the clan under this kind of new consortium of folk. But that's the one public bidder, so there might be people behind the scenes also trying to yeah. get them. So you, you never know what's going to happen. But I think we watched a video and they are like the consortium's Twitter. Johnny put a video kind of clarifying like, you know, a wee bit of an update, saying it's going to take its time to mm-hmm. go through a wee bit of progress. And it was, I think he said one of the keywords, which we mentioned earlier, maybe subliminally planted that in my head is one of the key things I want to have is good communication. <laughs> um, so maybe I've already started using their buzzwords. But overall, it seems like a good kind of step forward and probably not something if you'd said to me three weeks ago when we started this podcast that, <laughs> that all this would have happened and might lead on to maybe a, a more prosperous future. So we'll see what happens there. And he posted a wee video clip with the update and I'll see if I can insert the audio here of him talking about the kind of update. I just thought I'd jump on this morning on behalf of Phil and myself to say a massive thank you to everyone who's liked and followed the Glasgow Clan Limited Facebook and Twitter page. Uh, That's where we're going to put all the information we can moving forward on our bid to take over the club. We're going to be as open and transparent as we possibly can. Communication is going to be our number one priority. Uh, I just want to ask all the fans, please get the word out there. Follow the hashtag back the bid. Let all your friends and family know. Let all the fans know as many people as possible to get onto these pages so that we have the fan support behind us in our bid to take over the club. We're working on things daily, every minute of every day, but please note this is going to take quite a bit of time through the negotiation period. We have the club at the core of everything that we're doing and we want the club to be successful moving forward and we believe that we are the team to do that. So once again, thank you so much to everyone so far who's liked and followed the page. Get the word out there, get it shared and followed and liked, let everyone know about it, and we'll try and come back to you with as many updates as we possibly can. Thank you. Yeah, that seems quite exciting. Um, so we'll kind of move on from there because there's not really too much else to discuss. He's basically clarified that it's going to take a while to kind of get yeah. it over the line if it gets across the line. We have also tweeted uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney just to see if they're interested, but... Yet to receive a response. Yeah, we've not had any documentary crews. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that was a wee bit of an uplifting part of the week, I guess, to find out we've got some potentially good-looking potential owners. Um, I think, I guess, the other kind of big thing... Oh, sorry, I was just going to ask. I mean, it's a bit kind of vague, I guess, from Neil Black's statement, but, I mean, does the... this bid is successful, does that mean that they'll run the arena or like this is what I'm unclear of is where the arena ownership lies, is that kind of a separate entity? Yeah. Um, Because does that like kind of put us back to square one almost where we were kind of uh, having to kind of rent out the arena and compete with, I don't want to say this dirty word on this podcast but Disney on ice. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I'm, I'm curious about how that all sits or if that would just be kind of like a, a package deal almost where the arena ownership would transfer over. You, you, this is a wee sidebar. I remember the OSC quiz. I was, I was, I mean, not the best move as a new fan trying to make pals as I was noising up some hardcore clan fan saying yeah. Disney needs somewhere to skate too. Justice bit. for Mickey. Justice for Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not my, my most tactical <laughs> approach there to gaining a pal. But um, yeah, I think that's what's going to be interesting. Where does this whole situation lie? Do we come as a package like that and the rink? Or are we going to be, is Neil Black going to still be involved? Mm-hmm. Is Gareth Chalmers still going to be involved from behind the scenes running well, there? So there's, I guess that's why it's going to take probably a fair bit of time to iron all these different yeah. points out. Um, so I guess moving on, is that I, we did notice that obviously Gareth Chalmers is kind of no longer involved in the clan is what it looks like. But there's quite a few other kind of, I guess, high-profile uh, resignations or levers, shall we say, mm-hmm. over the week. So I think probably the biggest one was the commercial director, Jerry McLaughlin, which for me personally, something who's relatively new and obviously doesn't know too much about the clan, I found it a wee bit disappointing because I've watched a lot of the videos with him in it. Um, obviously a recognisable face from obviously his acting work. And he's always came across as really passionate about the clan and you know mm-hmm. you see the sponsor videos of them saying look Jerry's the one that held us together and I even think in one of the Asprey statements it almost I don't know if they'd revealed it before yeah, it was meant I think to they be did. but they he's handed in his resignation I think he said he's going to work out his notice period until there's a handover mm-hmm. um, but I found that this very disappointing and I think he said he's going to explore other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like I personally quite like Jerry or for at face value. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a very kind of visible presence around the club. I mean, I, I think every time we've been to a game, we've seen him kind of around the gar, around the gar, <laughs> around the, the bar, chatting to folks. So, um, yeah, and he seems kind of just like you said, face value to have done kind of a lot for the club. I think it's a big loss, I suppose, if he does leave. Yeah, I think when we were leaving the other night and bear in mind this is after all this controversy he's also handed his resignation he was still standing about the bar talking to folk mm-hmm. now if it was me that says a lot about his character because you must just be wanting to hide away from all these questions yeah. and people asking what's going on and all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. fair play to him um, and he put out a kind of what, a two minute video kind of explaining his decision and I think basically said he's looking to explore other opportunities yeah. now for me I'm hoping that other opportunity is he's maybe helping front the bid for uh, the Asprey team but who knows I'm just speculating it pulled, I pulled out of thin air but um, yeah I think that's quite a high profile one to go and you know it's interesting to see where the clan go because when you look at it now that's pretty much the, at least to my knowledge the two management team now mm-hmm. potentially going to be out of the equation with Gareth obviously not being there still to recruit the new position that they've made and then Jerry obviously working his notice but kind of I guess looking for his new opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it does make you wonder what's going on at the top and you'd think that needs to get addressed quickly, but that's going to be difficult if you've got a new ownership potentially coming in who probably want to have their people running it. So mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of difficulty going on there. But moving on from Jerry, we obviously had um, Craig Anderson, the media officer, handing his resignation. Um, so he, I didn't realise he'd been with the clan for nine years. And wow. I've always found him to be quite... Uh, entertaining his videos and seemed to know his stuff mm-hmm. so I think that's probably quite a big loss and it was a bit of a surprise there was no real his resignation didn't kind of really say why he left but it was 
kind of in the midst of what was going on. So I felt it was a wee bit of a shame. And I know he was getting, from some angles, a wee bit of flack, which, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was... F- I don't think it was deserved at all. I don't know if it was fully justified from our point of view. Um, but, yeah, so and that's one to go. And then I guess there was a volunteer graphic designer, God Curry. He's also kind of... He's leaving, mm-hmm. slash resigned. So, yeah, there's... When you look at that, you I think the only person left is... Malcolm Cameron. <laughs> yeah, and we we've been noticing over like the last couple of days as well their their social media presence. It's like a tweet every hour, pretty much. Are they scheduled tweets or has Big Malky sitting with his phone in his hand bashing them out? Because I don't know who else is left. <laughs> or is he just or is Craig just signed up to do like a year's worth of pre pre tweets or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Um, so yeah, the the social media seems to be. Going on a bit of a blast. Sometimes you just go, just read the room. Yeah. <laughs> just, just read the room. Uh-huh. So there's not many people left in Clan Towers apart from Big Malky. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see him driving the bus for the team at this point. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I guess we've kind of spent the past 15 minutes talking about everything going on in Clan Towers, which to be honest, we never thought we'd ever have to spend this amount of time just going on about the inner drama that's going on. So I think we'll just move on to the the weekend games that we just saw there. Mm-hmm. So. The first one we went to was Coventry at home, mm-hmm. um, which finished as a 4-4 overtime loss. So yeah, I, I don't think we had too much hopes going into this because Coventry are obviously in fire. Our old friend Yellowhorn's been, from what we saw last week, doing really well, like getting getting points on the board. So I thought, oh, this is not going to be great. It was it was a better match than what we've seen, I would say that. It did feel a bit more like the, the players were playing for the fans. Yeah, And I think... The atmosphere wasn't too bad. There wasn't as many freebie tickets as there was the previous week. <laughs> but they did have the section next to us with the Ukrainian folk. And I think we saw one of the kind of like clan staff come up with some Ukrainian flags and stuff like that. And yeah, I thought it was, it, was nice a, it was a nice touch, wasn't it? But yeah, I guess still an overtime loss. Still new to hockey. Don't know if that counts as a loss or do we call that a draw? But I'm going to call it a loss just for the draw. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a loss. Do we want to talk about as well the, I mean... There wasn't that many, but the, the smattering of booze when uh, Malcolm Cameron was walking across the <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd got my phone out thinking, here's a here's going to be a good wee viral video that comes out, <laughs> and then pretty much all that was heard was, boo, yeah. boo. <laughs> Is there a ghost in here? <laughs> yeah, boo. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, that wasn't as, uh, <laughs> as drama-filled as I thought. He got, uh, we'll get on to it, but he got worse booze in Fife than he did uh, yeah. in Glasgow. <laughs> so there wasn't much uh, wasn't much booing. But to be fair to Coventry, they didn't have that many fans. In fact, oh, it's a trek. But they did have some right party animals. There was a group of four who just went for it non-stop. And I'm yeah, envious. We, we stay, what, 10, 15 minutes from the arena and we're already knackered and they've drove <laughs> up from England and they're... Going for it, dancing, and we're like this. Oh, I'm knackered. <laughs> so fair play to them. They did make a lot of noise. I'm not gonna lie. At the start of the match, or towards the towards the end of the match, I thought we might be turning this around. Malky, yeah. Malky's maybe got some legs left in him. <laughs> uh, and then we were up. I guess we'll just jump straight into it. We were up four two, and I'm thinking third period. Come on, we can't throw this away. This is going to be. I was hoping. Like everyone else, hoping this was going to be the league turning moment where, you know, we start getting in a bit of a streak. And as I'm sure everyone's caught on, that was definitely not what happened. And then, what did you say it was? Uh, I think it was two goals in the space of two minutes. And also, from what I can remember, I think those two goals 
sorry, too many statistics, we're in like the last four minutes of the game. Yeah. So, which, that was just, yeah, we should have never conceded those goals. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was It was just heartbreaking at that yeah. point. You thought we, I thought we were finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Bear in mind, <laughs> it feels like we're the curse at the moment where we've bought a season ticket and we've not won a match. <laughs> I thought, finally, we're going to win a match. It's almost a running joke when I go into work saying the clan have lost again. Yeah. So... There was a few good line. Well, there was a good line up. I think you had mentioned it. Yeah, there was a new line. I think it was new this week. County Dunbar and Peacock, and I thought that was really good. County Jordan County ended up uh, getting a goal. I mean, we'll move on to kind of the Fife game, but that was that was changed the following day for some reason. Yeah, I think so. he actually changed it in the match at one point oh, as he? well. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure. Like, sorry for not doing my own stats, but I'm sure I saw someone tweet. Similar views to yourself, but then said, of course, Malcolm Camden changes it. <laughs> um, so, you know, there was that. So, overall, I thought we, we looked like the players were playing for, for the fans. And we seemed to actually play all, all right, apart from, again, giving up two late goals. And, of course, we then go into overtime for five minutes. Nothing happens, which I was thinking... That's good. We've, we've, considering we've got a sugarly D at, at the moment, to get out of that is probably quite good. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to well, penalties. And it's just... And we're still learning the rules. So we're... It's weird when you're not when you're not a fan of the team, penalties are exciting. But when you are a fan of the team, you begin to, not, you begin to go, oh, these are a bit nerve-wracking. Yeah. My heart was in my stomach, oh, like butterflies. Awful. And uh, we got off the start, a good start. Or I think we'd... At one point we were kind of like had the goal advantage or whatever you'd say mm-hmm. they'd missed one or two. Then it just became a like I think it was like three three for each team. It went to sudden death. Three in each team had missed like a yeah like their shots and then of course we miss ours and then guess who scores? The fella in yellow. Yellowhorn. Thankfully didn't do the marching man dance. I'd have been really annoyed by but if he'd done that. But it was a disappointing way to end. Um, and you know. It, I think we talked about Yellowhorn as being someone we would have liked to have seen return, and I guess we're a wee bit unfortunate that we've we've felt the punishment of not signing them, probably. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a bit of a deflating loss. Yeah. But I thought we saw some positives. I thought there was a couple of things, you know, obviously to take a team that were doing quite well that far. Obviously, I thought showed we're turning the tide. So, we'll leave it at that. I finished 4-4 and an overtime loss. I've I've just got a question about the penalties because I mean this is probably my ignorance again just in terms of being a relatively new new to the game, but I was quite surprised that some of our I guess point scorers like from what I can remember Matthew Wah didn't take a penalty. And obviously, like I know it's probably like a different situation penalties compared to kind of yeah playing a, a game, but. Like how does that work? Like, do they do they have to put themselves forward saying I want to take a penalty? Is it something Big Malky decides? Like X, Y, and Z, you're taking penalties. Like I don't know. I thought I thought some of the people that took penalties, some of the players that took the penalties for us, I was quite surprised. Yeah, I, I, they were taking penalties. If that makes sense. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I, I, there was a point where I think I think Laporte maybe stepped up for yeah. one of the earlier ones. And you're thinking that makes sense, you know, goal scorer, you're thinking, wow, you're thinking maybe McParland, I think McParland maybe did hit one, I think he was maybe the one that didn't go in at the yeah. end, but then I think it was like, was it Massey or Toth, I think, were I kind of one of, one of the first few up, and to us as kind of rookies, I guess we were going, that that seems a bit yeah. strange. Doesn't stack up. I think we're on, 
on about overtime penalties, one of the things that I guess from my point of view would have improved the night was that I think the five minute overtime. I wish they'd done it five, like, almost like football, and that it was five minutes, then say five minutes. So you like each end, you get five minutes mm-hmm. to play out, and that that maybe would have made it a bit more ex- exciting or enjoyable. And I don't know whether they do that as sudden death or like I think as soon as someone gets a goal, that's the overtime ended, isn't it? Or does it go on anyway? Don't know. We could go there. You can tell we've still got yeah, a lot to learn. I think it, is. it usually ends. But you kind of go, I don't know, maybe there's a couple of things that could have maybe made it a wee bit better. I just felt like more than five minutes would have been better for the enjoyment of the match because it would have been good to see if the, the team could have dug in to have got a win. Yeah. But yeah, so overall, it, we left that, I left feeling a bit, not positive, but you know, we, yeah. got, we got a point. Points in the board. It wasn't the, the dropping that I think everyone expected. And, yeah. it, and it was a point. Yeah. And I think that's the thing to forget. We've got a point in the board. That's massive. <laughs> just... Need more, so <laughs> we move on to Fife away. So we didn't go to the match. I contemplated maybe thinking about going, and I'm, I guess, a wee bit glad I never. But what I what I've done is I think you were away at a wedding show with mm-hmm. your pal. So I thought, well, I'll just buy the stream. Yeah. Um, lads, 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 lads. lads. Yeah. Yep. And bought the stream. Two minutes in, can I get a lift? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I didn't know you were going to get this. You, weren't, you didn't make me aware of this. Yeah, I didn't make me aware of it. I said I'd give you a lift at any time. And it was absolutely <laughs> chucking it, it down. Was. So, basically, I had the stream going. I took my laptop to my car. Connected it to the audio in the car. Like, kind of made sure... So, I wasn't watching it in my car when I was driving. Just to be clear, I was listening to the commentary. <laughs> um, and... On the drive-in in the first period, what had happened uh, from a listening, we'd lost two goals. They then pulled Drizzy after 10 minutes or something, <laughs> called a timeout, then lost another two goals. They were 4-0 down at what half-time, uh, half at the end of the first period. Mm-hmm. And I was going, I can't believe I've spent 15 quid on this. <laughs> I can't believe it. What a waste of £15. 15 pounds. And then... Um, yeah, you got in the car and I was like, oh, we're only 4-0 down and all this has went off. And I'm like, imagine pulling the goalkeeper after 10 minutes calling a timeout and all that stuff. You just knew it was going to be disasterful. I, I just don't I don't quite understand why um, he even, Drizzy even started because like it, it was a dead rubber. It was like a Challenge Cup game, wasn't it? Yeah. So why not just let him let him have a rest after he played like the Coventry game the day before? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like... I feel like pulling him after two goals is more of a knock to his confidence. I, I thought what was a wee bit disappointing about it was is like I, th- I feel we've talked about this before, but it feels like the the Challenge Cup was definitely treated as like a friendly style of matches by the looks of it, mm-hmm. and we've got absolute. I think we've finished with zero points. I think yeah, nothing, nothing, and that's a bit. It's a bit disappointing, but it's almost a bit like I don't know if that was used as an excuse, but now it's just a bit embarrassing that we finished with zero, uh-huh. and the, after the Coventry match. I think the question that's posed to Malcolm Cameron was, you know, obviously a bit disappointing to lose in overtime, blah, 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 blah. And then Malcolm can, uh, and how are you going to do against Fife? And Malcolm's given it lots of big rivalry, you know, mm. and what, like kind of basically, I know it's a dead rubber, but we're going to give it our all. And honestly, that did not materialise. It was, from what I heard from the commentary, it was disasterful. And th- the only thing that made that stream worthwhile was, to be fair to the Fife Fire stream, was the the lady commentator, I think she was maybe called Fiona, was actually really good. Yeah, she and was I, really good to know her stuff. And she was very balanced, fair, um, 
you know, I, I actually really enjoyed it. It would almost yeah. make you, it would be one of the ones like, gosh, I'll just buy the stream for that mm-hmm. if, if, say, I couldn't make the match or whatever. But she was really good, and so was the other guy, to be fair. It was actually quite an, a good setup. But from what I get, they rotate their commentators a lot from just what I heard. I mean, apart from what you could maybe make as a short game, it's when she called Glasgow Clan Brayhead Clan. Yeah, you would have been paralytic, wouldn't you? So, to be fair, she had, um, I think she'd mentioned it right at the start before you got in the car, mm-hmm. um, saying, look, just accept I'm going to make this mistake for a while. So, yeah, that match, I could pull it apart in 15 different ways, but a bit of a disaster. And, and I, I just, as well, I don't quite understand why, again, we I think we said this probably the last challenge game a cup game we saw it was a dead rubber then um like why why are we not doing things you know play like being a bit more creative when we've got nothing to lose kind of thing instead we're putting in the same goaltender to start and just well i, I suppose he <laughs> changed up lines but that was kind of to the detriment i just i just don't understand it yeah i think i think what i in the malcolm cameron interview at the end, he kind of basically said we're missing a few players. I think they're missing Waltz and maybe yeah. a couple of players. So they were down. I think Dyson Stevenson was playing in defence. So he kind of had his excuses rolled out. Yeah. Um, so he'd missing players. Um, and it's probably the first time we've seen a crack ever so slightly in the goalkeeping t- situation, which was, I think up until now, the PR line from the, from the clan has been... There's nothing wrong. These guys are going to prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've, I think most people had some reservations. Yeah. But I think even Malcolm Cameron kind of, in his interview, was kind of, I think he basically said, we need goalkeepers that can save shots, <laughs> was effectively what he said. It was a bit sad. I mean, it was only the last like 10 seconds, but that one sentence just said so much about the goaltending. Now, I think last week I'd said, I don't believe that the goaltending is the... The, the key reason for our losses it's not helping I'll put it that way but I do think the D also is one of the areas that maybe he's more focused on than the goaltending yeah. situation but it felt like Malcolm Cameron's starting to get his B-double-decker bus out uh, and maybe throwing yeah. some of the tenders under true true well I, th- I think we looked up actually last week in terms of the number of like shots that like Zach Driscoll I guess predominantly has taken and it He's taken a, a load, lo- loads of shots on goal, I suppose. So, but, yeah, the, the ones he's letting in, it does seem like, on occasion, they are just kind of soft goals that he shouldn't be letting in. Yeah, I think I think when you look at some of his stats, and I've not looked them up, but I think I've heard a few other folk talk about them, is, like, in some respects, he is not doing any worse than Shane Starrett. But I think, which is surprising. Which is surprising, but then I think in some regards, like he's getting absolutely pounded with shots. And I think that's uh-huh. what we... I think if we were, when we were talking about the Belfast game, the guy was getting absolutely... Like, in the away leg, he was getting absolutely blasted for shots throughout that match. And to be fair to him, if he didn't save a lot of them, it could have been double digits. Yeah. If you're being honest, it could have been double digits. Now, I'm not sitting here... It's not the sword I'm going to die on, I'll put it that way. <laughs> but I think... I think maybe the chickens are coming home to roost with what a lot of fans had as one of their main concerns. Yeah. I think it's a concern, I must admit. But I also think the D, the rest of the team have a lot to play on for allowing so many shots to go in. Now, my understanding was that um, Dyson's in his interview, kind of his viewpoint is to get players to put their bodies in the line to help protect the goalie from these shots. 
And you could maybe argue that it felt like maybe that was shown a wee bit in the Coventry match. I think yeah. we saw. I think we definitely saw a lot of players like kind of go to their chest and fall on the ground to like try and block shots mm. and stuff like that. So maybe that has started to rub off on some of the other players. And we we definitely saw Dyson in that. Uh, we should have mentioned it then, but we definitely saw Dyson maybe try and rough up a few players from Coventry. He was, I mean, almost looking for the fight at one point. There's like a guy actually just turned away and walked away, and he's still going, "No, come on, send it." <laughs> um, but yeah. There was none of that in that, that Fife match. It just, it was pretty bad. And I think even Malcolm kind of calling out the goalkeepers probably says this might be the start of a, I think some changes are afoot. And we've seen some things in social media and different rumours and things like that. But it does look like, I think Zach Driscoll removed all the clan references from yeah. like social media. Bear in mind he was a guy that put all the references to clan on before it was even announced. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is a sign that it's going to be going. Um, so I guess maybe next week we might be talking about something there. I, I, I don't know though because I I would just be surprised. I mean obviously from what we understand and I think based on kind of Neil Black's statements right now Malcolm Cameron reports directly into Neil Black. Um, and I, I think actually in, as well just in Neil Black's kind of second follow-up statement he kind of said that they're going to be introducing new processes and any uh, recruitment or kind of sign-off would actually have to come to to him yeah directly but yeah to that end like i I would just be kind of surprised and when we're in this kind of in between periods of time when we don't have a general manager if we are going to be making changes so i think that's i think the issue we've got at the moment is that it's not working whatever we're doing isn't working Mm mm-hmm and whether that's Malcolm Cameron or whether it's the players. And from what we gather, and I think it, whilst it's to the annoyance of many of us and many fans, it looks like Malcolm Cameron's not going anywhere. Yeah. So the only thing you can change outside of that is probably the players or what he does in training. And I guess if it wasn't for the whole saga that went on in the past few weeks regarding the kind of controversial signing, I think realistically we were hoping that it was going to probably be like maybe one or two players shipped out and a couple of players brought in. Mm-hmm. And obviously with what's went on, that's probably just absolutely kiboshed a lot of what was going to be going on or what work had been done. So maybe there is still some sh- shifting to come, but I guess we'll wait and see. That was just a, a rumour that I've got you off. So just take none of, that fact, n- none of that was factual. <laughs> so yeah... A disappointing weekend, uh, Fife one was just embarrassing. Do you know embarrassing it was, actually? I got a message from a friend of mine that's a Fife Flyers fan. I know, oh, yeah. I know, imagine I have a friend that's a Fife Flyers fan. <laughs> 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 uh, kidding on, but who, who said, to me, who just out of the blue message saying, you're as bad as us last season. <laughs> and I went, oh... All these things that I was messing her like I wasn't saying I was just driving, <laughs> going, "Oh, what's happened to the flyers?" Eh? Like, not I'm, I'm not ruthless enough to go in for the kill, but I was like, now she's kind of taunting yeah. me a bit, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is coming back on me big time." So we'll move on to the upcoming fixtures. So looking at it, I think we've got one one game at the weekend against Guildford, and if memory serves me, that was one of the first matches of the season, and we were close to getting getting a point. But then a sloppy line change cost us it. Mm-hmm. But Guildford sitting top of the table after eight games, sitting with 13 points, five wins, one overtime win, one overtime loss and a loss. I don't know about you, but I'm struggling to see the positives of this, game's week, this game at the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just look at the fixtures and I just I just struggle to see where, when we're actually going to get a win. But 
you might be a bit more positive than I am. I'm going to try to be. Yeah. <laughs> I have been trying. I've been trying to even stay in the positive Malky Puck train, but I'm really, I've got one foot <laughs> off there at that point. Um, I'm trying my best. But so, Guildford at home, not looking too confident, is it? So, no. we'll just try our best. Maybe we'll win the 50 50 or something like that. <laughs> But we have noticed the 50-50 raffle uh, amounts have definitely uh, been depleted. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I think there was a lot of folk that are kind of of the mindset that they bought their season tickets, so they're going to turn up to games, but they're going to kind of, I guess, uh, quietly kind of protest the yeah. decision for um, Malcolm Cameron not to be removed as uh, head coach for the, the the time being by not making any purchases in the arena. So no 50-50s, no. Uh, drinks, that sort of thing, and we we did think that this was our chances of winning a fifty-fifty. Nah. nah, it's nah. like seem to read out the number. If anyone's been there, if you don't know, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you do know. But you basically buy a ticket and you get drawn. Your number might get drawn out, and you might win a cash prize. Mm-hmm. And you've, there's maybe like say ten numbers in a row. And see the past like week or two, we've not even got past like the third yeah. digit, and those are probably just the blank zeros to begin with. So we've got absolutely no chance, and you're just like, right, this is our chance to win fifty quid or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, not in te- not uh, terribly thrilled about the match upcoming, but the players did put in a shift against Coventry, who were sitting third. So like was, anything it, can happen. Yeah, to be fair, the two but. The last two games we've seen at home, they have been entertaining. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm just not kind of going in with any expectation we'll take anything away. So if we <laughs> do, then it's a bonus. But it, it has been, like, a good atmosphere the last two games, surprisingly. Just, like we said, because we've got those kind of folk that are around us. So yeah. Also, we forgot to mention, sorry, just when we were talking about... Um, Fine. Do we, do we, we we kind of mentioned about the the lack of booze? Oh the yeah. Night before, but the five fans. I think there was a chant. If what I can remember, of you're getting sacked in the morning. Yep. Uh, uh, when Malcolm was walking off the ice, which is brutal. Oh, it was absolutely savage. Um, I, would, <laughs> I I think I've got a video of it on my phone, and it was just like I couldn't believe how loud the booze were. Yeah. It was mental. Don't see us getting much, but I'm, you know, I'm going to stay. I'm, I'm going to go quietly optimistic. Let's, well, we throw out some predictions and see how wrong we are. <laughs> go on, you go first. Well, there's been there's been a few high school matches. I'm going to go. Why not for a laugh? Mm-hmm. It's been a good training week. Bear in mind, I work semi close to Brayhead, so I go there in my lunch a few times, and I've seen the players. Oh. Um, a wee bit of insight knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, always checking it to actually see anything to them. I've seen Mitch Jones. I've seen Nolan Laporte. Yeah, I've just got a feeling from what I could tell. I think we've got a win in us. I think this is the first one. I don't know if I'm believing what I'm saying here. <laughs> Were they the, the milkshake bar buying like a protein shake or something like that? Is that why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, speaking of that, I remember I was at I was at lunch with one of my work colleagues and we were at McDonald's that was back before I was trying to lose weight and I saw Malcolm Cameron and at that point my, <laughs> and at that point the, the Malcolm Cameron Malky Puck trend was still was still going in a positive direction I was I, it was almost like a celebrity spotting and my mate was just like what are you talking about and then he, it was Malcolm Cameron at McDonald's the other guys I saw it, it boots if anyone's interested mm-hmm. but um, yeah I'm going to go with, I'm going to go 3-2 clan 3-2 clan I'm, I'm going to go a uh, I'm Let's say 
5-3 Guildford and I'm going to say in classic clan style the two the two extra goals will be conceded in the last in the third period yeah. in the last two minutes <laughs> no if it's classic clan we'd be winning yeah and then that's we'll, what I mean yeah like, we'd, be like, we'd lose like four goals or something like <laughs> that to like, to come back um, so yeah the next match is a midweek match and it's the, the first bring a buddy of the season ticket holders mm-hmm. uh, for, for the season ticket holders and not gonna lie, bit of a difficult sell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, if someone goes, oh, "How the clan doing?" You're going, oh, "We've not won in thirteen games, uh, <laughs> and we don't know when we're ever going to win." Um. But you know, I when I saw it when we bought our season ticket, we thought it was great because we've got a few friends and family members that would love to take the games, and you know, this. I mean, a freebies. You can't complain at the freebie. Um. So we, the only thing that's a wee bit annoying is you can't get the seats kind of. Near you, if that makes sense, we're all a bit all over the place, but beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, and if I'm being honest, that given the kind of attendance lately, like we might be able to just kind of <laughs> shuffle, shuffle, shuffle things about. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not it's not exactly great to be like, yeah, we haven't won in thirteen games, and there's not a management team in place. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, looking at it, but I think we've we're lining up a few. We've got two friends going, so we're looking forward to that, and hopefully get hopefully try and get some converts into yeah. it and. What I've realised is, really, I've been with we've been with some family over the past few weeks, and it's quite funny they turn to us as if we know what we're talking about. And then sometimes you realise, actually, we know a wee bit. And then sometimes I ask you a question, you're basically looking, hoping someone from the rest of the crowd's going to jump in and yeah. see here's what here's what's actually happening. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to get their reaction if they're able to come with us because I know that well, I, I don't know what game they went to last time, but I think they were just quite happy they could um, get a beer <laughs> watching it. We haven't revealed that the beer is now £6 a pint. That might be a game changer. But yeah, I'd be intrigued to see, even if they are playing tough, are they still just quite happy they can just sit with a pint? And yeah. it makes still things better. So who knows? We'll, we'll report back on that after after the game. So yeah, looking at Nottingham, I'd say this is the one where we probably genuinely have a chance of maybe looking to try and pick up some points. Mm-hmm. They're 6th on the table after 6 games. They've got 4 points, 1 win, 1 overtime win, 4 losses. So a record that's not much better than ours. <laughs> yeah. So you're going, maybe we have a chance. So fingers crossed we can get something there. Score prediction for that one. I'm going to say we midweek game. Oh, I'm being overly po- positive here, but I'm going to go 4-2 clan again. Four two. I'm going to go, let's be optimistic, posy vibes, 3-2 three, three clan. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to like... <laughs> like, Listen back because if we back. did that, if we did a score prediction for the weekend's games just there, we would have been miles off the yeah. pace. So yeah, we've got a chance. So hopefully we can do something there. Um, so yeah, we've discussed upcoming fixtures. I think that's kind of the list of things we're looking to discuss. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So I think what we've realised is we need to come out with a new sign off because I think we've kind of almost ripped off the guys from Clan of Stands by copying them on the clan. So we need to try and think of something. Any suggestions? Feel free to give us. Uh-huh. I, I have always uh, already suggested um, a, a kind of begging at the end, like a, a, a please win. Kind yeah, of. a please win. Or do we finish with hashtag back the bid? <gasps> nice. I like That's it. a good one. Oh, good one. To be fair, going back to that, um, um, as much, I support it in theory at the moment, but I think we still need to hear more information from them as fans about what's going on. So far, credibility stacks up, but I think if you're listening... Maybe we could do a wee interview, get some more details out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, and we'll see you in the next one, which is hopefully going to be no more drama and some more positive news. <laughs> see you then. <laughs>